Welcome back to Sanity. I'm Shane Gordon. As some of you know, we recently moved into a home after living in an RV for about two years. We have a small piece of property and are getting into growing our own food and raising our own chickens. My wife and I are both city folk, so moving to rural-ish Tennessee has been a fun change. A few days ago, we got 15 chicks in the mail. I had no idea that baby chicks could just be shipped USPS, but they are. Well, since then, we've lost three of them. Luckily, we should be reimbursed for the loss, but it was sad to see them die. It's important for the kids to see and learn about life and death, though. My brother has been raising meat chickens for a couple years now. He and I do all the processing and parting of the chickens. Our kids have seen us kill and process those chickens, but that's a bit different from our own chickens that we got last week. True, we got them primarily to produce eggs, but they're still going to be like pets. The kids handled the dust really well, though. They realized that there's a fundamental difference between animals and people. And while it's sad to see the chicks that died, our kids know that they were bred and hatched to serve a purpose other than be our companions. The real issue is trying to figure out why we lost three. Well, one was actually dead on arrival, so that had nothing to do with us. A few looked a little weak, but were seeming to get stronger, and we were pretty sure they would all live. But last night, we had one with almost no energy that ended up dying in my hands, and then we woke up to another dead chick this morning. It can't be normal for some to die, so there may not be anything we're actually doing wrong. The next few days are going to be quite a bit colder though, so I spent the morning setting up a second heat lamp and measuring temperatures to make sure the remaining 12 will be okay. We're also going to be spending a bit more time with them today, so hopefully if one is showing signs that it's not doing well, we'll be able to catch it soon enough to nurse it back to health. But this has been a good experience for all of us so far, and the kids are learning that life isn't always easy and things don't always go as planned. That was all a lead-in to say that this morning has been busy, so today is going to be more of a quick take. Here we go. Last Friday, Libs of TikTok exposed a very perverse high school assignment. Here is the exact wording of the assignment. For those students who are absent, you will write a short story of a paragraph or two. This story is a sexual fantasy that will have no penetration of any kind or oral sex, no way of passing an STI. You will choose three items, romantic music, candles, massage oil, feather, feather boa, flavored syrup, etc. to use in your story. Your story should show that you can show and receive loving physical affection without having sex. This assignment was from the class Health 2 Human Sexuality at Churchill High in Eugene, Oregon. The course is part of the Our Whole Lives curriculum. It is said to provide age-appropriate, fact-based, comprehensive human sexuality education aligned with the Oregon Department of Education Standards and Training. The curriculum is currently under review, and there has been some damage control happening in Eugene. Churchill High Principal Missy Cole went so far as to say the curriculum is handed out at the beginning of class and parents are allowed to opt their students out of any assignments. So in other words, it's the parents' fault, I guess? The real question that this brings up, though, is how in the world do we get to a place where teachers are asking their teenage students 
to write their sexual fantasies as an assignment. Just 10 years ago, this likely would have resulted in criminal charges and prison time. This is grooming. Our culture is trying to sexualize minors. There is no other way to put it. Let's prove this by simply backing up a step. The name of the course is Human Sexuality. Most of us had a sex ed course in high school. Sex ed is fine. You learn about genitals and that a penis goes into a vagina, sperm and egg meet, baby is made. In addition, most sex ed courses will cover all the private areas of our bodies and hygiene best practices. Those courses were indeed factual, biological, and health-based. This course and the curriculum as a whole address human sexuality. Human sexuality goes far beyond the basics of how babies are made and discussing personal hygiene. Sexuality involves sexual feelings and actions. Sexuality covers intimacy, pleasure, and, well, fantasies. There is no need for a curriculum of this kind in a high school. I would say this doesn't even need to be in a public university. If you want to pay some sex expert to learn about human sexuality, fine. But sexuality is meant to be between couples and possibly therapists. Our culture has gotten so overtly sexual that we are teaching young people, not just talking with them, but actually teaching them about sexual fantasies and how to receive loving physical affection without having sex. But worst of all, this was an assignment. That means some grown adult was going to read all the sexual, sexual fantasies of teenagers. That is disgusting. No grown adult should want to do that. I have no problem calling it what it is. This teacher and whoever created this curriculum are closet, or maybe out of the closet, pedophiles. And yes, I understand that pedophile technically refers to sexual acts with a prepubescent child, but colloquially, pedophile refers to anyone sexually interested in minors. So they are pedophiles. If you tell me that I'm supposed to say minor attracted person because it's more accurate and pedophile has a negative connotation, I would argue that you are also likely a closet pedophile. We should not pull any punches when it comes to protecting our children. Grown adults who want to engage in sexual conversations with minors have no place in our schools. And those protecting these people, I think, are even worse. But Shane, this is a one-off situation and it was caught, right? Here's the problem with that, though. This isn't just a one-off by one person. This was a curriculum created and approved for use in a large school district. Multiple people were part of this process, and no one saw anything wrong with discussing the sexual fantasies of minors in assignments. Again, just 10 years ago, this wouldn't have even been conceivable. Even the weirdos and creeps just a decade ago would have known that this was too far. But now teachers, and I say that with air quotes, are comfortable asking for minors to write about their sexual fantasies and provide written proof of their request. They see no problem with it because our society hasn't simply not fought against it, but people out there actually advocate for teaching sexual topics to children. What is the educational value in this assignment? I'll tell you the one and only positive thing anyone could claim comes from this. It shows teens that they could have physical pleasure without sex. And because we've spent so many years and so much energy sexualizing minors already, 
Just think about the makeup and revealing clothing being marketed to girls in middle school and junior high. They are having sex at younger and younger ages, and this is simply an assignment showing one way to be safe. That's a sick justification, though. And here's why. It still doesn't articulate why we need an assignment about the sexual fantasies of teenagers. If you want to believe these conversations are needed in school, which I do not believe, then it can simply be instruction or one statement. Sex is not required for physical pleasure. Done. There is no need for a teacher to read stories of this nature. Also, where are these kids having sex that involves scented candles, massage oil, and flavored syrups? No, this is just gross and it has to end. We have to protect our kids. We need to reinstill the value of abstinence into our culture. Parents need to educate their kids on the emotional strain promiscuity has on people. Parents need to be emotionally involved in their children's lives so they can have difficult and uncomfortable discussions together. The solution for helping overly sexual teens and preteens is not to make them even more sexual. I've said it a lot already, but this is gross and disgusting, and the people involved in any curriculum like this one are just sick. This is not an incident that should call for a curriculum review. People should be fired, and criminal charges should be considered. Period. The end. Then we need to celebrate sexual maturity, commitment, and family. We need to be proud of people who wait and not ridicule them for choosing a sane, healthy lifestyle. I know some of this isn't new, but never before have teachers been the ones so brazenly trying to involve children in their own sexual desires and fantasies. Because that's what this is. No emotionally and sexually mature adult would approve a curriculum that requires teenagers to write porn based on their own fantasies. Okay, that is all I want to say about that for today. I will be back tomorrow. Thank you for hanging out with me. If you're enjoying the podcast, please take a moment to follow, rate, and review, and we'll see you next time on Sanity.